Gen X Suns VIP Lounge. This one was fun. It was fun. This one was really fun. Anytime you can kick their ass, and they, I mean James Harden and Kevin Durant. <laughs> I want to throw Kyrie Irving in there, but obviously he didn't play. Can we it's always the, a good thing. Can we pop the brakes on the ass kicking? We that, kicked their ass. That, that last six minutes was uh, ass clenching, listen, all right? Listen, we kicked their ass, and then the last six <laughs> minutes, these fucking flukes wanted to actually try to play hard, and they scrambled, and the Suns had already taken their foot off the gas. Big diff. I don't care. If they played 48 straight <laughs> minutes, the Suns would win by 25 again. I don't give a shit. Go Suns. The Phoenix Suns defeated the Brooklyn Nets 113 to 107. And of course, we are brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Espo, would you like to say something about your initial thoughts on this game? Yeah, that last I six, cut you off. <laughs> that last six minutes was like doing kegels. Like you just had to like oh clench gosh. a lot because there oh it was God. uncomfortable how close that got. But, but 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 let's pump the brakes on Espo's rant though, because I'm not, Shane, what happened as soon as we started the third quarter, the Nets scored six points, the Suns had two, and Espo was already calling yeah, for I a said, timeout. Call a timeout, slow the run. <laughs> and then what happened? Okay, the Suns, the Suns went on a run. run of their own. They didn't need to call a timeout. They didn't just, Okay, I I I'm not an he's, NBA head coach. That's why I'm sitting next to you. He's still scorned by the sons of the past, and what? I'm trying to get my man off the cliff. I'm not <laughs> on I'm the doing. cliff. I just that was that was more <laughs> stressful than I, than I wanted it to be in the final six minutes for sure. But you're agree. playing a very good team. You're playing one, probably the best team in the Eastern Conference. So mm. it shouldn't necessarily be easy the full way through. So I'm good, not panicking. That's it was, how good the Suns are, though. Today. They, hey, they've been good. They've been good for 16 straight games, sure. my friend. But this this felt different, though, it right? It did. It felt a lot different because there were two times, Espo, what you're talking about late in the game, there were two times in this game where the Nets tried really hard to get back into it. Yes. Like, they gave a good effort to get back into it, and the Suns each time said, nope, we're going to take this W with us. See you later. Yeah, and interesting in the fourth, it wasn't the usual suspects that closed the door. It wasn't CP3. It wasn't Book. They struggled. It was Mikhail Bridges' defense. DeAndre Ayton getting a few uh, buckets on the block. Uh, Jay Crowder bailing Devin Booker out on an air ball to get... Uh, it was a beautiful pass. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I'll believe that uh, at some point maybe. Uh, but look, Jay comes through big. Again, We talk, Lindsay, you and I talked about this last night. This team finds a way to win no matter what is going on. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the big two in CP3 and book, uh, you know, it, it, there's a myriad of ways that they can win a game and they proved it again tonight against the Brooklyn Nets who had won 12 of the last 14 games or actually 13 of their last 15 games. I believe it was. I, I think the Suns they dominated this game for the most part. There's certain things that you look at and you hope they're not trends that maybe you can, you can, you, we can nitpick. Like for instance, Devin Booker, You've got to be better about not drawing fouls. Like, mm -hmm. you've got to stop making these nonsensical fouls and then getting upset at the refs when, when, when it, you know, like Durant pulled up and it was clear that he hacked him on the wrist. And then he complained about it. I'm like, dude, you're not aiding your cause. Like, every time the refs blow the, blow the whistle on you from now on, they're always going to know, well, he complains about everything. I don't really care what he has to say. Instead of taking you, you for your word sometimes because – you were actually right. You know what I'm saying? You so got to pick and choose. It's, yeah. Then, you know, there's just these small little things throughout the game. 
DeAndre Aiden, until those last couple baskets, I was about to rip him apart tonight because I felt like <laughs> he was just – you cannot get outplayed by some other dude that half of the league doesn't even know whose name is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even remember his name right now. Bembry. Yeah, yeah. Bembry. There you go. Mm -hmm. DeAndre Bembry. 18 and 9. <laughs> Come on, bro. Look, look. Definitely we don't need gave him something to worry about tonight. I'm glad there's no DA rant because the only Wildcat on Wildcat hate is between you and I. We can't go <laughs> off on DA like that in the same night, right? We could. Well, we could. <laughs> I think we actually have before, so never mind. Look, Forget the, that. DA, DA should have been the difference maker tonight. Because you got KD and you have Harden, and then you had Booker and CP3 who, by and large, did what they needed to do. They kind of yeah. equalized each other. So who was really going to be the difference maker? Mikhail stepped up and in the second quarter and the third quarter, and actually defensively, by and large, was just tremendous. He was so, mm -hmm. so good, and we'll break that down here in a little bit. But DeAndre Aiden, this was a night where against, against a, a really good team, you could have showed out – and really, I, I thought this was an easy night for him to have 25-plus points, but he wasn't aggressive. He played very timid. He deferred to everybody else, and it cost him. But thankfully, as for like we talked about last night, this team doesn't need every single player to show up every single night so, to win. It's all acting thankfully. like they won 15 or lost 15 straight with, uh, with DA <laughs> yeah. sucking. That, that's the only time I'm going to be negative. That tonight. is fair, Real quick, before we do anything else, I want to give a shout out to Elon in the chat. Thank you for the super chat. And also, he said, well, well, as I predicted, Suns win by six. So you hit the nail on the head there, Elon. Congrats on that. And thank you for it the super chat. It doesn't count unless you put it on DraftKings. <laughs> dude's, cre dude's creating uh, electric vehicles, getting sun scores right. Going to space. What can't he do? What right? can't he do? He's in the chat. Apparently like pay he... us more than a dollar ninety nine. Super mean, chat. Become a sponsor but... for life. <laughs> Shall we go to the bar real quick? Yes, Get things we started should. here. Let's belly up to the bar tonight. It's the pickpocket porter in honor of one Mikhail Bridges, who I believe finished with seven tonight. Seven steals. Had uh six of which came in the first half. Pretty impressive night. Uh, for Mikhail. Yeah, those first six tied his career high. Mm -hmm. And then the seventh one gave him a new career high. So that was pretty impressive. From <laughs> Should we just go ahead and go right into Mikhail Bridges? Yeah. Honestly? Mikhail okay. Bridges. So Mikhail Bridges is also our draft king of the game. No surprise there. He finished with 13.6 rebounds. And as Espo mentioned, those seven steals. Uh, it, the numbers might not be huge for Mikhail Bridges tonight, but he was the ultimate different ma difference maker in this one, Mikhail, for sure. Mikhail's game tonight was just so beautiful from a defensive standpoint. Even the you have to understand, KD is going to get his, but defensively, he made it very hard on KD, especially for through the first three quarters. Um, his his body to body contact, knowing when to do that knowing when to put his hands in the passing lanes and and cutting KD off in those those specific lanes that he likes to get to and just pushing him out that one extra foot or two really made a tremendous difference in the first half for the Suns. Um, Mikhail was just unbelievable. He ne and the other thing is, is watch James Harden, okay? Watch James Harden when there's a missed basket or a defensive, you know, maybe he turns the ball over. Watch James Harden's effort on getting back on defense. It's almost non-existent. Mikhail Bridges on so many different occasions did not give up on plays and thus was able to make a steal, especially in the second quarter. JaVale McGee took on those same tendencies in the fourth quarter, especially at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Just don't give up on the play because you made an error. 
keep going because you never know what could happen. And the Suns, that's what's separating the Suns from all these other teams right now. It's they are doing all the little things that are necessary to win these games. Um, and like I said, I can nitpick on some some of the negative stuff, but by and large, the 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 great little intricacies that they are they are perfecting right now outweigh the small little nuances, and it's just beautiful to watch. Oh, uh, before I give my thoughts on Mikhail, something important to bring up in the chat: the mustache behind the Mac, Shane <laughs> Diefenbach, just patted himself on the back for his crown placement on the Draft King of the Game image. I think he threw out his shoulder though, so he might be slow. <laughs> With the mouse, the rest. And of the for show. all of you who are listening to this podcast, he commented "elite crown placement" on that DraftKings of the game graphic. So. You couldn't, you couldn't have made a fake screen name. <laughs> no, I, I need to give myself love sometimes. You do. You know what, Shane? It was elite crown placement. We'll give it to you tonight. Yeah, but Mikhail just does oh does the little thing. <laughs> Brian Walmart crown placement. Yes, yes. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but the the Cove crazies find a way to go there all the time. Uh, look, Mikhail does all the little things that you want him to. And to, you say, oh, the numbers don't look all that impressive. But, I mean, 13 points on 50% shooting, I, you know, and perfect from the free throw line offensively for a guy that's spending most of his 41 minutes and most of the energy in that on the defensive end guarding Kevin Durant and James Harden. Uh, this is another fantastic game. This is the kind of game where voters will look at it when it comes to all defensive teams and uh, even potentially defensive player of the year and go, this is, this is what you want a guy like that to do. And it's a bonus what he adds on the offensive end for this team as well. I mean, I love, uh, it took me a while to appreciate Mikhail Bridges, not this year, but in the past, at the beginning of his career, because you do get kind of caught in, in the stat watching. You go, ah, the numbers aren't great. But when you sit there and you just watch what he does, the defensive rotations, the 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 way he positions himself, how he uses the length in, in those arms, it's masterful what he does out there on the court. And the way he picks and chooses his um, shot selection and, and just the way he – is so so calculated on the offensive end, right? Like tonight, they could not stop him from getting to the rim when he when he yeah. chose to. And it was impressive to see that. So even though it's only 13 points, which I'm going to give like 13 points is not nothing by no. any means. It's just, you know, when you're used to a Devin Booker 30 point night three nights in a row, it's mm -hmm. it's a it looks a little bit smaller on the box score comparative to things like that. But he is contributing in incredible ways, both sides. The next evolution for Mikael Bridges is to become that third scorer um, for, for nights or for things like this down the stretch when CP3 and Devin just are not able to do what they need to do. Um, it'd be nice for Mikael to be able to pick up a little bit of that slack. Um, he's still learning that part of his game and it'll come along. Um, hopefully it'll be by the end of this year. So that way when they get to the playoffs, they can rely on that. Um, because right now what you're having to rely on is DA, and DA is a little too inconsistent um, down low on the block when when things are getting kind of haywire. Um, you, when you throw the ball into DA, there's a little bit of distrust, like is he going to keep the seal on his defender or not? Um, and uh, and so that that's why I think, you know, Mikhail, if he can pick up a little bit of that slack, 
it'll help ease things um, for CP3 and Devin. Uh, look, to be fair, Mikhail was the third highest scorer tonight. So right. I, I'm just talking about down no, the stretch. Oh, in the, I'm, in not, the I'm final not talking minutes. about the gotcha. games. I'm talking okay. about like the last six minutes yeah, of the game. Yeah, which I, which I think is He, he was is put fair. into some horrible positions. He had to chuck up a couple, you know, double yeah. pump threes, and that's not fair to him. Mm-hmm. But that's also because, you know, CP3 and Devin were milking the clock all the way down to basically five seconds and not really giving their team an opportunity to execute down the stretch. Yeah. Okay. So, Espo, you teased it a little bit. You talked about how having a game like this for Mikhail Bridges on this stage is incredible for the conversation around the all-defensive team and even Defensive Player of the Year conversations, right? Like, this was the stage for him to have a night like this to help boost that conversation. So, before... This will lead us into a conversation about national media. But before we get into that, do you guys want to comment at all on just your thoughts on like the fact that he hasn't really been talked about within those two um, awards? No, the Suns haven't been talked about much at all, though. That's the thing. So it doesn't surprise me that Mikhail, if you're not watching Suns basketball closely, isn't part of those discussions yet. Uh, This is a nice first step. But Tuesday night on TNT against the Warriors with the chance to tie the franchise record for win streak and be the number one seed in the West if you beat the Warriors, that's where uh, Mikhail Bridges could put his stamp on, hey, I'm for real and you should take me seriously. And the Suns as a whole can do that on Tuesday night. Tonight's nice because you play your first real test you beat the Nets, but let's be honest, the, the eyes of the world were on college football today. The sports world was not paying attention to an NBA game in Brooklyn tonight. But on Tuesday night, they damn well will be because it's one of two national games. They're going to have the stage to themselves, uh, and I think that's where he'll really make his mark. 20 games in, so you know a lot of this stuff you know a lot of people say that you know the nba season doesn't really start until january anyway because you got football all the way until you know uh, until the playoffs and stuff um i don't agree with that because obviously we do these post games every single time and and we love who <laughs> uh but what i will say is this it's only 20 games so it's a little hard to start positioning people for this award or that award or whatever mm-hmm. but if there was ever a case to be made for Mikhail bridges um tonight is a is a good solid contribution to that case because he was fantastic he's been very very good all season long um i don't know about defensive player of the year yet if he continues to play like he did tonight absolutely um but i definitely think he should be on the all defensive team and i think you will see that come to fruition on tuesday night like espo said because they the matchup for him is is you know every now and then he's gonna be matched up on um on steph trying to shut him down uh and that's a tall task. And if he can do it, I mean, what what else is there to do? He just he just basically defended a seven foot Kevin Durant who could score from everywhere on the court, and then now a, a six four Steph Curry who could also score from all over the court and never stops. Um, mm-hmm. And Mikhail has the kind of conditioning to keep up with him for sure. The most interesting number I think from the last two nights with Mikhail is let me do the quick math. It's it's seventy nine. How much time he's played in both games. Minutes. Yeah. He's played in back-to-back games in two nights, and he was key uh, in both of those games. That he goes all out all game. Mm-hmm. And Monty trusts him to be out there 
every step of the freaking way. And that's that's just as important as points that he's putting on the court mm-hmm. is that you can count on him for almost two complete games back-to-back when you need him like that. Yeah, I think it was 38-and-a-half yesterday and then 41 tonight. And uh, Kellen Olsen actually asked Monty about just the kind of luxury, if you will, of having a Mikel Bridges on your team pregame. And Monty said, basically, in scenarios like this, where you know he's going to put up big minutes and take a very heavy load defensively. And Monty just said, the reason why, in his opinion, Mikel is able to do this and be so successful at it is because he genuinely loves doing it. And I think that's a huge key for his success because it's one thing to play defense because you know you have to play defense. It's another thing to love to play defense and make that your calling card. And I feel like Mikel is that. I love the fact that Mikel and KD went at it mm-hmm. in the second quarter. KD gave it to him like, you know, he was they were kind of beefing a little bit. And then Mikhail proceeded to basically shut KD down the next couple minutes. And I thought, and then when you take that, and then you take his interview with JJ Redick the other night. I feel like he's got a little more open right? him than we thought. Right? Like, <laughs> my dude's got some. Like, he's like, he's ready to go, and he's not backing down from anyone. And I think in the first, in the early part of his career, you know, the confidence, you know, trying to f- find himself in this offense and, and where he stands. And I think, I think, Espo, a little bit of CP3 and Devin Booker machismo is kind of rubbing oh, off yeah. on my guy. <laughs> well, look, I would love to hear him walk up to a guy and go, you know, I was ranked 83rd, right? <laughs> and actually just say it, like, just to screw with, with somebody. Because he seems like the kind of guy that his trash talk is probably that Reggie Miller kind of just, like, get at you and and, and get at you hard there. Uh, and I just – I I love this guy. Like, I agree. I agree. Shamil Kasim with a really cool stat, if this is true. Mikhail is one of only two players to hold his opponent under 42% shooting and to shoot over 60%. The other one is Rudy Gobert. 67%. 67%. My Even bad. better. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome stat. If that's, thank you for sharing yeah, that with thanks, us. Yeah, Sh- thanks, Shamil. Uh, yeah, that's a great stat for sure. Mikhail's just he's just such a good player. And everyone's been saying, a couple people in the chat, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter tonight saying, Games like this are why in by the end of the season, most likely we're going to be talking about getting Mikhail Bridges for 90 mil is such a steal. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. Uh, but I don't blame Mikhail either. It's like, okay, I can get I can get my first big contract and then, you know, whatever. We'll figure I'll figure out how to get the bag uh, at a, uh, next time when I'm when I got a defensive player of the year or two, they can they can pay me the max next time. Let's get to business. And, and like Ryan H- Zill in the chat says, oh, Kale has Hooper trash talk, Mm-mm, and no, it's on a different that's level. That's not how he said it, though. It's in all caps. He even apologizes. <laughs> Kale has Hooper <laughs> trash talk. Go. It's on a different level. Is that <laughs> get better? on my level, son. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Sorry for the caps, as, as he says after. Okay, so that'll kind of lead us into a conversation that has been happening a lot within the Sun space is the – lack of national media attention. And a question was asked today on Sun's Twitter, do we actually care about that or not? So I um, want to get your guys' opinions. Do we care about the national media talking about the Suns or not? I mean, it's always nice to be loved. It's always nice to be <laughs> Why liked. Why did you look at me like, yeah. it's always nice to be loved. Hint, Because he wants hint, you to hint, want it more, well, as well. Yeah, maybe I should turn this this way, all right? Um, but, you know, last year, I don't think it bothered me until until... 
that shitty coach of the year vote came out and Tom Thibodeau won it. Then that's when I was like, okay, that is a complete, a complete, um, you know, buy-in from the rest of the media that the Knicks all of a sudden are this world beater because they get more exposure than the Suns because mm-hmm. they're in a bigger market, um, which is trash. And so this year, I, I kind of tend to agree that like everybody's kind of sleeping um, on the Suns. They're They've got what the best record or the second best record in basketball, and Warriors. if they beat the Warriors on Tuesday, I think they'll be tied for the best, right? Uh, I believe they will. The Warriors have two have losses, the, right? Yeah, I believe they'll be tied. You're right. Yeah. So, so, um, so in that respect, if the Suns continue to trend like they are right now, they deserve every bit of attention that they get. Devin Booker should be an All Star undoubtedly this year. My man has been—he was phenomenal in that first quarter. I need a little bit more of that in the fourth quarter, but that's a different conversation. He was phenomenal in the first quarter. He was phenomenal in the game for the most part. CP3 does what he does. But guys like Mikhail Bridges, guys like Devin Booker, they deserve they deserve the national spotlight because of what they are doing night in and night out in the NBA. Right. <sighs> Fuck the national media. <laughs> I mean, honestly, quite frankly, it doesn't really matter. And I kind of like this team when they have the edge that they don't believe in us. Like I don't. I don't think they get "quote unquote" happy on the farm if the national media started giving them praise. But honestly, I like the fact that they can be like, "Look, even these talking heads that won't shut up want to talk about the Lakers. They want to talk about mm-hmm. Steph. They don't want to talk about us, and that's fine. We're gonna force our name into their mouths come May and June." Just like we did last year, gonna, but this time we're going to finish the job. We're going to pull up that Stephen A. shitty clip from earlier this year when the Suns were one and three, and he basically had buried them. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to pull that up. Matter of fact, we're going to play that on Monday for our for our pod, <laughs> and we're going to replay. And maybe we'll tag Stephen A. And be like, "Hey, you want to redact this or not?" Right. Because else especially you'd like on to add? especially on Tuesday night, if they smash the Warriors, like the, yeah, definitely, like people. People that completely overreacted after four games and wanted to hit the panic button need to just chill. And guess what? 16 games in a row later, like uh, McCoy said, national media can eat shit. Well, look. So, look. How about how about their opponent that's coming up on Tuesday? Draymond, when he's on TNT three years ago, mm-hmm. saying, you got to get Devin Booker the hell out of Phoenix. How about you make him eat those words, too? Yep. Because Devin was loyal he built something here, and now he's proving everybody wrong. And yeah. I like that about this team. I could care less what the national media is going to say at this point because, you know, if they lose on Tuesday, it'll be like, see, they can't win the mm-hmm. the really tough games, even though they've rattled off 16 straight. And if they win, it'll be like, oh, that's nice, but they got to do it again on Friday against the Warriors. So I actually believe this, mm-hmm. you know, you even it's 17. The, it's always yeah. it's a moving, you know, to, Tar- to mix metaphors. Goalposts, you know, and so whatever, you know, I I just I don't care what they say. The Suns are proving it night in, night out. They are the best team in the NBA and they have been uh, consistent in the way they've played since the eight. No bubble. Yeah, they have a 74 percent win percentage. They've won 90 games and lost 32 since that bubble. This is no fluke. Monty Williams and James Jones have built a franchise that goes out there and takes care of business. And, yeah, people say, well, they can't be the best. They lost four straight in the finals to the Bucks. 
okay, so they had a rough patch at the wrong time. That doesn't mean that they aren't the best team in the NBA and the most consistent. They happen to get Giannis at his four best games he's ever played, and they had some missteps. That does not change the fact that right now, 16 straight in a row, this is the best Suns team, or this is the best team in the NBA, and we're at the doorstep of them being the best Suns team we've seen. This is the most complete team playing offense and defense that we have seen in Phoenix. Preach, Esmo, preach. Hello, buddy. There you go. <laughs> All right, there you go. Also, uh, this other narrative about, remember how you you talking about moving goalposts? And it, yeah. And I immediately thought of, okay, well, tonight, healthy KD, health and Harden, still got their ass whooped. Mm-hmm. Like, what else is well, it going to no be? Kyrie, though. You know, and then when they, you know, and I already know that when they beat, if they beat the Warriors on Tuesday, uh, I said when because I think it's going to happen. Uh, if they beat the Warriors on Tuesday, oh well, they didn't have Clay yet. Like shut, shut up, shut up. That's like, great. Fine, bring Clay out after two years of not playing on Christmas, and we'll kick your teeth in then. Like this Suns no. team is the kind of team that's just going to come out and take care of business, no matter who it is on any night. You roll any guy out, and they're going to show you why they are the best. I love this, Espo. I love it. It's amazing. It's like it's been. Um, it's like it's like somehow, <laughs> some way, it found a way to like seep out, and then all of a sudden, the fucking levees just blew open. It's and ten years games. of shitty basketball. Yeah, that we're you. finally back where we belong. Absolutely. This franchise deserves <laughs> to be at the top of the mountain. Ten, ten years of shitty. So, We've had two good years though, for the I most know, part. But I'm look. You're back. Look. If they had, had regressed early in the season, everybody would have been like, look, look, I, they, last year was a fluke. It ain't a fluke. The Suns are back. Deal with it. Okay, for me. <laughs> I hear words you said. <laughs> I agree with you guys. I I don't really care about the national media as far as like the respect factor. It is what it is. I like that the Suns play with a chip on their shoulder. However, on the flip side... The fact that they don't have respect for the Suns or the players on this team the way that they should and they don't pay attention directly affects these guys' abilities to get awards Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. give them the opportunity to make more money in their career that they absolutely deserve to make. So from that standpoint, it pisses me off because it's like you you are directly affecting guys who deserve the attention and deserve the love because you are just what too lazy you just don't care enough to actually pay attention to the people who are playing really well well that's it's also a bullshit rule guys money should not be tied to to reporters randomly voting for awards yes and all nba teams a guy should not be able it should be it should not be able to be stopped from reaching his earning potential because stephen a smith doesn't think he's good enough or because any guy on a national stage, a Bill Simmons doesn't think he should be voted for first team All NBA, should be third team. Guys like us and, and, and people like us should not be dictating what they can make uh, because of how well they play. It, it should be statistical based. It should be based on what they're doing on the court, not media voting. I absolutely agree, a thousand percent. I absolutely agree because if that were the case then everybody in New York and LA would be available for the max and nobody else would be. You know what I'm saying? Like that's And that's basically how it shakes out. You know what I mean? Also, Code JJM, um, as a side note, I will not have any Shawshank slash Steph Curry slander on this show. Yeah, no. Those are my two favorite things in the world, and I will not have you bash them. I agree. No, <laughs> none of that crap in here. But, but I want Steph to lose on Tuesday. 
but I love Steph. But it, look, it's just give me my fast breaks back. Get rid <laughs> yes. of this bullshit yes. where people can can vote and and cause guys like Devin Booker not to get his money. It's all crap. So let me sit down and rework the CBA that's, next that's time. All right? Too, no, buddy. I don't well, want to. He brings up a good point, though. Do you want though, some that... of this right now? I, no, I'll get even worse <laughs> if I have some of that. He brings up a good point. There should be some sort of stipulation there. And I know there is as far as, like, who votes and how much the votes count for. Because if you look at Devin Booker's career, he is always – ranked historically higher from players and coaches than he has media. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. And it's exactly what we're talking about here. So maybe they need to skew how much those votes count a little bit more towards players and coaches, because you know, players and coaches are paying more attention to everyone in the league than any media member oh, is absolutely. just that, by it, nature. You it, just, you are. It's uh, And I hate to bash media, um, you know, in, in this, but I will say this. It's the same thing that, um, you know, like how Hall of Famers get voted in by the baseball writers of America. A lot of them have axes to grind or they just don't like the way the game's played. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's like bullshit. It's all bullshit. And then when you got the national media, like, okay, population wise, this is what everybody pays attention to. That's not fair to the Midwest cities like OKC or, you know, Phoenix. That's, you know, a, a smaller market compared to L.A. and New York. Like it's just not right. Um, and for whatever reason, uh, the NBA chose to go this way. I do think that they should completely kibosh that whole thing and kind of restructure how how players get rewarded because that's just it's just absolutely asinine. Look, I'll, I'll bash media. We <laughs> because we're part of that. Look, we say stupid shit. We think stupid things. We should not be in control of what an athlete is capable of making. Just like an athlete shouldn't be in control of what I'm capable of making because of some dumb thing I say about it. Neither should have control over the other one. The work should speak for itself. And with that... We are going to wrap up this conversation because it's been – we're going to wrap up the conversation with one of the best tweets that we saw tonight. Real quick, Code JJM said the Spurs never got any love either. This is true. However, comma, they played in the finals so many times that it didn't even matter. It just didn't even matter. (laughs) said however, comma. Yeah. What's wrong with that? that? I'm going to steal that. That's funny. I've always said that. I guess it's the first time I've heard that I've never heard you say that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so to wrap up the national media conversation, Shane, let's show the tweet of the night from our very own Tana Hughes. The media, when they realize they have no choice but to talk about how great the suns are. (laughs) So timely, so perfect. I love love that. I love it. Uh, (laughs) All right, we have one additional tweet that we want to share tonight and give a little love to. This one came from Ali Oop, and she said, Call him Jack Skellington for now because book is the nightmare before Christmas. And she immediately responded to herself and said, I apologize for this. I I thought it was hilarious. I got a tweet quote tweeting that from a buddy of mine, uh, Paul from Fanning the Flames. And he goes, "Uh, you know, Espo's seething somewhere pissed that he didn't (laughs) think of this first. So and he's right. That's that's my style of joke. So I, I appreciate it. I wouldn't apologize, though. I just own it. So I thought it was a really funny joke and a really good tweet, especially with the time of year we are in. So I would have just tweeted JK at the end of it. That saw would have said JK. I was thinking it. I know you are. I'm not going to say it. I'm I'm not going to say it. I'm going to burn myself there. It's true. 
Oh my gosh. All right. Shall we go back to the game and just touch on a few yes. more people we, who performed really well tonight? Wait, Wait, can we get on. into one thing at yes. the beginning of the game? Speaking of people who performed really, really well. I went book it on first bucket and I won again. <laughs> so I think we just need to turn this into let's just pick somebody as a group each uh, each game to roll with for first field goal and call it the first field goal club. And we all try to win some money together moving forward. I like it. Well, I yeah. love that. I've been idea. following this trend the whole time. Tonight, I went a different way, and I yeah. shouldn't have. Yeah, that's it. right. You shouldn't have. It was kind of fun though to see you guys like hoping your 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 Not, pick yeah. made I the bucket instead. I got too greedy. But... I wanted that plus thirteen hundred. Another one fifty. Book was plus six fifty. I know. I got for greedy. First bucket. <laughs> I was like, that's, man, plus thirteen hundred is twice as much as plus six fifty. Yeah, but that's if you bet twice as much on book, you're gonna make as much as you did on on the plus thirteen hundred. It's just the way the math works. I like it. Well, that, if you guys want to get in on what what are we calling? We're gonna it? call it the first field goal club. The first field goal club. Be it was, sure it was Crowder's Cash Club, but then we changed. We had it to change it. To I mean, it players. is kind of more fun when you have a bunch of different players it too, is. because then you get to mix it up every once in a while. And the math says Jay's not gonna hit every first field goal exactly. of every game. So. But that would have been such a cool shirt. Oh, and it would have been awesome if he did it every game. It too. would be. But that would be fun. We can do first field goal club without getting sued too, because we're not <laughs> using true. somebody's name. It's true. So. Well, if you want to get in on the first field goals club, download the DraftKings Sportsbook That's app right, right now. And use the code PHNX when you sign up because if you use that code, you could win some free bets. So let me tell you about this, right? We all know that NFL season is in full swing and DraftKings has dropped a no-brainer bet for you guys. So if you place just a $1 bet on any NFL team to score a point, and they do, you're going to win $100 in free bets. It is that simple. DraftKings is safe, reliable, secure. It's an official sports betting partner of the NFL, so you know you're in good hands. Then you get to come hang out with us and take part in a lot of fun things. And if you're already um, a user of the DraftKings Sportsbook app, keep an eye out for those odds boosts that they send out every once in a while because those are just basically ways for you to potentially win even more money using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I want the DraftKings Sportsbook app to become the official betting partner of Espo and the first field goal club. (laughs) How do we make that happen? I don't know, Espo. That, that I'll make some calls. You. We'll find out, all right? And well, R- Ryan, <laughs> I'll pay your bail money, not Lindsay's. We discussed this last night on uh, on there. Also, this thanks to Perplex in the Super Chat for his $5 donation. Hey, the T-Bulls won 6-7 since playing, the Fe- playing Phoenix. Also, Iowa Hawkeyes in the Big Ten Championships. Let's go. Thank you for that super chat. Congratulations on your Iowa Um, Hawkeyes. Just, I need to read this disclaimer real quick, you guys. The DraftKings Sportsbook app Mm -hmm. is 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Anything else fun I miss in the chat? Uh, No, that's about it. Okay. Uh, Code Jim says NBA League Pass is a scam. Couldn't watch the last two games because I'm from New Jersey. I need Lindsay's stream guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No (laughs) comment. (laughs) Brian cries. Yes, close dad. dad. That's amazing. Your poor dad is probably so concerned. No, he, also, he gave me such a look last night when I told him about the two Crowder bets. Oh, like, like dad. he wanted to put one eight hundred next deck on speed dial in my phone. Like, I think 
<laughs> also, shout out dad. to Long John Silver, whose uh, girlfriend or fiance apparently does not like the fact that he's watching this show after the game. <laughs> She's like, haven't you been watching basketball enough? No, it's an experience, lady. Get on board. Say, Long John, bring her in. Yeah. Come hang out with us, too. Tell her to jump in the chat. We'd love to hear what's going on here. Yeah, that would be awesome. We want the dirt on Long John Silver 85. <laughs> Come on. Oh, also, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. can I say this? Sure. Are you gonna let me say I, this? I, I don't know. We I don't have know we such saying. a great surprise for everybody on Tuesday. Oh, yes, that we, we just do. found out about today. Oh, yes, I'm not do. kidding you. This is gold. You guys will love it. It's about our one and only Lindsay Smith, and what? that's all I'm gonna yes. say. Yes. It's so beautiful. Be here. I cannot believe we're oh. gonna do this. It's so awesome. It is next level. You yes, people won't is. believe it. It is, it is so what spectacular. Is uh, we may have shirt and posters made out of it. Oh, no. oh yes. yes. <laughs> you forgot about that already? I totally forgot oh, about it. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling like It listen, involves book. That's chat. all I'm saying. All oh I got to say is God. we would you not hype it up like this if we didn't mean it was the greatest single thing <laughs> we have ever found in our lives. Lindsay Smith. Not an overstatement. Lindsay yes. Smith. I feel like you guys book. are hyping this it's up way too much. Whoever gets this, we're going to give this thing away. You and I promise you, you guys, whoever gets this no will love this for life. Absolutely not. Fuck F-O-H. no, perplex. Come on, oh my God. No, perplex. You get bounced no. for that. No, perplex. <laughs> no. And it's to the dive bar, perplex. Well, when it's here, it's a pH, not an F in that. All right. <laughs> okay. No, it's gonna be awesome. Let's get back on track and talk about a few <laughs> other players in tonight's game because it's 16 straight, you guys. We're going to talk a little bit more Man, about it. 16 straight. So let's start off with a highlight that we have of Cam oh. Johnson because we've been waiting for one of these. Oh, yeah. So and we're waiting a little so bit longer. Tell us, tell us what we're watching. <laughs> well, Mikhail, Mikhail had a, another great defensive play, and then he smartly slowed down, handed it off to my man. <laughs> But the the best part is <laughs> that was pretty awesome. He he comes down the lane and he basically forces both uh, who we got here. It's Katie and one other defender to bite on him, and then he tosses it back to Cam for that dunk. That plays as much on Mikhail as it is Cam, Absolutely. but then Cam finishes the deal. That was that was the kind of dunk we saw in the finals from Cam. Yep. Cam is starting to. Starting to pick it up. He is. And he is. and starting to roll a little bit. I I think he had eight tonight uh on the game, but mm-hmm. but he's starting to shoot efficient again. Mm-hmm. He's aggressive. I liked his defense on KD. People yep. may not agree with me on that, but I like that he was not afraid to body up KD, to go at him, uh, to play hard defense. And you know, he got a few fouls, but you got to expect that when you're playing one of the best in the game. The thing that you love to see from Mikhail to Cam is that there's not a huge drop-off. You know, right. there's a little bit of a drop-off, but def- defensively, offensively, you know, there's a little bit of a drop-off just because Cam's still trying to get into the flow of things. But it's not so significant to where you feel like you're losing something out there. Um, so it's it's great. You know, I just I just love – I love how those two guys have been playing um, – it's just it's beautiful basketball. That is beautiful basketball. Doing it at the defensive end and then being unselfish enough on the offensive end to reward your teammate for, who's running and trailing right behind you. That's beautiful basketball. I, I like Coach Jim in uh, the chat saying, I figured out Cam ceiling. It's Danny Granger. And I actually think that's not a bad comp. Uh, he's a little smaller 
than than Danny, but I think you could see solid defense, guy who can hit from three, can have some of those nice slashing buckets. He probably won't be as prolific as a scorer mm-hmm. as Danny Granger was at any point or at at his apex, but I kind of like that comp. All no, right, Chris. No, we didn't sell Lindsay's <laughs> other no, beanie. No. no, not yet. Not yet. Nobody, nobody that. has bought two thousand dollars worth of merch <laughs> from the locker. Which I don't know if Saul, you heard that, but if somebody buys two thousand dollars worth of merch from the locker, they can get her. Beanie? They get her beanie. Oh, that's a deal yeah. right there. Is it though? Yeah. Is it? Yes, it is. It's not, bad, <laughs> it's you know. not a deal. Y'all tripping, Lindsay? Yeah. I can buy you another one. <laughs> Jesus, just let it go. Fat Fabio. <laughs> Former Suns legend Danny Granger. Fun fact: I have a game worn jersey from Danny Granger at home in the closet. That doesn't surprise me at all. To be honest <laughs> have, with you, it does not. Surprise I have me the at all. weirdest collection of that crap. For sure. I believe that. All right, another player that I would like to highlight tonight is Javale McGee. So he got his yes. third double double of the season tonight, mm-hmm. playing just 16 minutes. So he's 10 points, 10 rebounds, and the fact that he was able to put his imprint on this game in such a way being questionable coming in tonight's game because he was having issues with his ankle. That's impressive. He was phenomenal. He I did mean, a 16 great job. again, I got to go back to the very beginning of this this show when I talked about DA. DA needs to look at Javel and his effort and understand that that's what you need to bring to the table when you're playing a team like the Nets. Um, and on Tuesday, you damn well better bring it otherwise Draymond Green is going to give you the business mostly this, but he's still going to make you look like an ass because if you don't come ready to play against the Warriors, they will make you look stupid. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and so Javel did everything he could possibly do tonight to keep the Suns afloat um, when he was in there. Had some phenomenal effort buckets, like the one where he missed like three or four literally right at the rim. Oh. But it didn't matter because he was right there and he out-rebounded that ball, out-rebounded that ball with like three guys no, around it, him. It was four, four nets. Four guys. There Jesus. were four nets all around him. He was the only... Son there, look, uh, and somebody on Twitter said we don't give JaVale enough praise on this show because, you know, it is, It when you're watching it, it feels like this massive roller coaster and you look down and you're like, that's an impactful night, 10 and 10 is, is huge. But his energy and what he's brought to the bench and knowing that you have that behind DeAndre mm-hmm. and at center is huge and it's changed the complexion of this Suns team. So JaVale McGee deserves all the credit in the world for being an essential part of this 16-game win streak. And you look at it and you go, you have that kind of a guy last year in the playoffs? We're probably talking about a Larry O'Brien trophy yeah. in that arena uh, rather than not. So I, I, still, I still can't even get over the fact that the Nuggets didn't even use him. Like, I just still – I don't even – I understand Jokic is Jokic, but – Man, how the hell they didn't use that guy at all? At all. Not even for 10 minutes. He did this. He had a double-double in 16 minutes? Yeah. Like, holy crap. Nope. That's why you got your ass swept, Denver. <laughs> I Just love saying. JaVale because I feel like every night there's something It's there's something that he does that you're like, how are you doing that? Yeah. Like, how are you still doing that this many years into the league? Because he just hustles. Like, he just outworks guys. Uh, he goes out there and he just says, all right, I still got athleticism. I'm going to jump higher than you. I'm going to put in more effort than you. I'm going to go out there in my 16 minutes and I'm going to leave it all on the floor. By the way, uh, I know why they didn't use uh, JaVale in Denver. Why? Because Jamal Murray was hurt. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> I walked right into you, that one. You, oh, you did. That's all right, though. Thank you. Oh, man. oh that's fantastic. Like I walked right into the bat wing. <laughs> that's a that's a waiting you reference. You did. I didn't get that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, but you did then. walk right into Wayne's it. It's a good movie. <laughs> Underrated Ryan Reynolds movie. Uh, All right, gentlemen. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about or highlight from tonight's game? I, you know, I keep pointing it out, um, and I know down the Mur- uh, down the Murray <laughs> down down the stretch, it got a little a little <laughs> dicey there. Um, but I would like to say this: I just feel so confident and so comfortable having Devin Booker and Chris Paul in the backcourt. Um, I say it over and over again. They just make things a little easier and a little bit um, less stressful. I know we don't feel like it all the time because we have some close games or whatever, but I just always feel like when it, when it, when it comes down to it, they're going to make the right decisions and the right plays. Um, and I think Devin Booker tonight as a playmaker also, we got to give him credit for this. He, he had some great passes and some great decisions that led to some wide-open buckets for his teammates. Um, I know we love to focus on his scoring, but he is – showing his playmaking ability, uh, playmaking ability more and more every single game, and I love that from him. This is the most confident I've ever felt about a Suns team, and that's regardless of what happens on Tuesday, mm-hmm. whatever, looking at this, what they've done in this stretch, and just the amazing way that they've played basketball, I, you know, I, I laugh at the fact that there was even a panic button in this room at any point when they were one and three. Uh, and look, we're in for a lot of fun this year. And and that's that's good because we got to do a lot more of these. So I'd rather have it be fun than yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of the other crap we've dealt with over the years. We got, we got some big-time matchups with the Warriors coming up, two mm-hmm. in the next three games. We're going to learn a lot about about what this team – because everybody's talking about the Warriors are, are, pro, are most likely that team to battle the Suns out west so far because – you know, everybody else is kind of missing one or two key pieces. Um, I tend to believe that, and I think Tuesday is going to go a long way in, in determining um, what the outlook of this season really is going to be. And I'm just so fucking hyped already for this game. I can't wait. Okay, I want to address one comment in the chat. So Code JJM, we've talked about this before. He said, if we weren't Suns fans, I think we would hate our fan base. We talk a lot of <laughs> crap. Good. So, but we, I don't think we do. We do. Oh, we do. Okay, oh, we maybe do. I'm just, yeah. maybe I'm just We do, yeah. but, but years <laughs> and you have, you years. Have the, you have the censor on your Twitter. Maybe. I don't think so. Look, years and years of, of crap and, uh, you know, bad luck and everything. You know what? Screw it. Go out there. Have fun. Talk trash. Enjoy it. I don't, what do we care if other fan bases don't like us? Right? It doesn't matter. No. It doesn't Have matter. fun with it. That's what this is all about. Listen, I've met a lot of other fan bases, or I've come across them. Everybody's awful. Everybody's awful. When they start yeah. winning, they don't shut up either. We're just we're in this zone right now where we're actually um, we actually get to you know coop the the benefits of it. So I, I like it. I don't care. Plus, Lakers fans are the fucking worst. For over like a decade, I don't. So. Lakers fans are the awful. Clippers fans were in our mentions all of the playoffs last year, talking about if they had Kawhi. Like Nuggets fans can't let go of Jamal Murray, and they're still in our mentions. Like, dude, sh- everybody, shut the hell up. Like you lost. <laughs> let us have our moment. Wrap it up. Leave us alone. It's Look, over. You think you think we're annoying now? <laughs> Just wait if we actually win. 
a title oh in Phoenix. Oh this fan base, Suns, oh the Suns fan base, will never shut up because oh we've God. waited 53 <laughs> years it's, for it's, this. It's basically what I've been saying the entire time about U of A football. If we ever won a Rose Bowl, God help you, Sun Devils. You'll never, ever hear me like, stop. But I can't. We'll just so wait just and see up. if that happens or not. I take our ass whooping and, and we just move sure. on. I heard a yell from down. I wonder if the Coyotes just did something. I hope no, so. no, they didn't because I've been checking. No, they oh, lost. Oh. Oh, then I, I had the Lee is so. just frustrated down in the other room. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, before we tap out for the evening, just want to remind you guys that gophnx.com yes. is where all of our content lives. We've got um, extra stuff there for you guys. Obviously, Gerald's sweet, sweet articles are available there. But in addition to that, I want to remind you that um, we have really cool merch that you can get for some good deals, I believe, right now Ooh, still, right? We have, cyber, we have Cyber Weekend going on right now, 50% off on items in the store. Check it out. If you're still wondering whether or not to become a member, a, now's a great time. $60 and you get two free shirts. I mean, I don't know what you're waiting for. If you want to become a member, now's the, the best time to do it. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it's it's yeah. awesome. It's jo awesome. Join us. Come be part of the family. This is yeah. This is where you want to be. Be like uh, Chris in the chat. Chris Milton, right? Is yeah, Chris. She's awesome. They bought merch and gift cards. Look, yes. Look, Chris is next level. Mm -hmm. If if you want to be like Chris, you got a lot of work to do. But you we're keep up. We'd be happy to have you uh, reach Chris's level. 10. Also, like if you buy a shirt or you buy the merch. Hit us up on Twitter because we'll give you another ten percent off code, hey, and you can buy some more merch. Nice. Like this, it's recycle. You know, it's recycle. Reciprocal. Reciprocal. There you go. Oh, I got you the covered word. there. I was thinking recycle. <laughs> uh, Perplex. Those uh, sunset shirts are coming soon. Uh, they're coming from the printer, so we yeah. are we are working on, on them. Their way. They'll get you. Get and you soon. also, if you have shirt ideas, uh, I saw somebody also talk about we should have a Mikel shirt. A Throw them in the chat. We love to hear the ideas because once we, uh, when we come up with something and we want to put something together, we want to make sure that it's going to pop off. And uh, we love the feedback we well, get from you guys for sure. Hit it in the Discord too. You yes. can you can hit us up there with any ideas that you have as well. Huh. I still want sweet sweet shirt. I think that would be funny. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect for you though. Still that is perfect for you. Sure. Yeah, we should get that. All However, right. So <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, a reminder. Um, the next Suns game is Tuesday, so we will be here at 7 for a pregame show and oh, then seven, right again. 7.30. No, yeah. what? It's an 8 o'clock oh, game. Oh, shoot. Yeah. It is an 8 o'clock game. The math is tough, but yes. It's hard. Ay, they. Okay, 7.30 pregame, 8 p.m. tip-off, and then after the final buzzer, we'll be back here. But on Monday, we'll have an audio-only episode for you guys, so you can find that wherever you listen to your podcast, so tune in there. And then we'll see you live here again on Tuesday. And then we'll give you the rest of the week later. But I think you guys have pretty much caught on to our schedule uh, during the season anyway. But always want to remind you guys, um, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. And you can follow Espo on Twitter at Espo. Can I say the underscores there? Because we need that much space to get through the Steph Curry screens. <laughs> hey, now. Yes, you can say that. There we go. Right. It's your underscore. You say what you want. There you go. And with that, Espo, take us home. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>